How much does someone need to do for you to warrant an expression of gratitude? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Frieden. Today we are on page 40 of Tractate Sota, and we learn that each of us naturally sits somewhere different along the appreciation spectrum. All character traits, we must constantly strive to improve our attitude of gratitude and learn to thank people for even the tiniest nice gestures they do for us. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. When I first began in the Rabbinate, I asked a colleague who the greatest American pulpit rabbi was. Being young and fresh, I wanted to model myself after a successful senior rabbi. My friend responded that it was really dependent upon what criteria were considered. Some rabbis excel in certain areas, some in others. Did I mean the greatest Talmud Chacham, the greatest orator, the greatest Posek? Community builder. After all said and done, my colleague felt that the most important attribute for a rabbi was to be a mensch. If a rabbi wasn't a paragon of menschlichkeit, everything else was meaningless. Which rabbi then was the biggest mensch? According to my friend, Rabbi Haskell Luxton of Kilat Jeshurun in New York City. And he proceeded to demonstrate. Rabbi Luxton would offer his sincere gratitude for even the simplest of assistance. They would say the following anecdote about Rabbi Luxton. You're walking down the street and pass him just as the wind blows his hat off. You bend down, pick it up, and hand it to him. The next morning, you can expect to receive a handwritten letter on his official stationery, thanking you for your kind act. Now that's a mensch. After our individual silent Amida, the Chazan repeats the prayer out loud. The practice originally began when we didn't have printed Sidurim, and not everyone knew how to daven. Nevertheless, the minhag became normative halacha and was maintained as a staple of communal prayer. For most of the prayer, we simply listen intently to the chazan's brachas and respond, Baruch of Rishmo and Amen. But there's one exception, modim, the prayer of thanksgiving. While the chazan is reciting his bracha, we give thanks independently. After all, how could someone say thank you on your behalf? You need to personally offer thanks. Today's daf discusses what exactly we should say at that point. Let's look at the Gemara. When the Chazan recites Modim, what should the congregation say? Rav says, we thank you, Hashem, our God, for inspiring us to give thanks to you. Shmuel says, the God of all flesh, for inspiring us to give thanks to you. Rabbi Simai says, our creator, the creator of creation, for inspiring to give thanks to you. The Nahardaan say, in the name of Rabbi Simai, blessings and thanks to your great name for the fact that you have given us life and sustained us for that we are inspired to give thanks to you. Rabbi Chabar Yaakov would conclude as follows, Similarly, grant us life and be gracious to us and bring us together and gather our exiles to your holy courtyard to keep your statutes and perform your will with a complete heart for that we are inspired to give thanks to you. Rabbi Papa says, therefore, let us recite all of the above. Explains Rashi, Rabbi Simai is adding, and similarly, each of these rabbis are adding to the previous statements, not replacing them. Let's analyze the Gemara. We're all familiar with this prayer, called Modem Rabbanon, the Rabbi's Thanks. It's so-called because of this Gemara, where we learn that the prayer is a compilation of the opinions of the various rabbis. And now you know. When it comes to Mido's character traits, each of us starts off differently based on our nature and nurture. Some of us will naturally be kinder, more charitable, more compassionate, less prone to anger or jealousy, and more grateful. Heaven grants us all a starting point for each midah and expects us to work on ourselves and improve upon our natural proclivities. Every day of our lives must be dedicated to character growth and improvement. 
What's striking about this discussion in the Gemara is the spectrum of gratitude offered by the sages. Rashi points out that each rabbi's suggestion is not an amendment to the previous rabbis, it's an addition. Each ensuing rabbi adds to the measure of thanks he offers. Some offer a little thanks, others offer a bit more, and Rav Papa is grateful to the max, and that becomes the accepted formula for our prayers. But of course the fact that this formula is recited by all doesn't mean that we're all naturally predisposed to this maximum expression of thanksgiving. Many of our prayers are aspirational. They represent what we should be praying, not necessarily what we would naturally daven for. Take, for example, the bracha for the restoration of the Davidic royal dynasty. If the men of the Great Assembly hadn't written that into the thrice daily prayers, I'm not sure how many of us would include it. And the same is true of our Thanksgiving prayer. While we all recognize the importance of giving thanks, for some people it comes more naturally, and they're overly effusive, while others must constantly work on improving the middah of hoda'a, the attitude of gratitude. Where do you fall on the gratitude spectrum? Are you like Rabbi Luxtein, grateful for even the smallest kindness? Or do you obliviously accept people's generosity without thinking twice? Do you thank the Almighty for his great kindness throughout your day? Or do you forget about his extraordinary beneficence from the moment you close your siddur after shakras in the morning until you reopen it at the end of the day for mincha? When guests attend a simcha, such as a wedding or bar mitzvah, it goes without saying that the first thing one does upon entering the hall is to locate and thank the Bali simcha, the host. That's certainly true of most people. But Batya and I watch with amazement when some people come to a simcha or a sponsored shul kiddush and don't even bother to go up and thank the hosts. Or they'll sit around chatting when it's time to dance and bring joy to the bride and groom. Are they ungrateful or simply oblivious to the fact that someone has invested money, effort and time to give them a good lunch or dinner? Have you ever invited a South African Jew to a simcha? They exhibit a wonderful expression of gratitude. We call it the morning after minhag. Following a simcha, they'll call you up and thank you for a wonderful evening. Now that's a minhag worth extending to other communities. Gratitude comes more naturally for some than others. Your job in life is to strive to move along the gratitude spectrum, constantly increasing your appreciation for what heaven and your fellow human beings have done for you. The key is to live with intention rather than oblivion. May you take conscious note of your every move and discern whether there might be someone you should be thanking for the goodness in your life, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. If you've enjoyed being my Chavrissa today, please consider purchasing the book series or partnering with the Center for Torah Values as we show the value of Torah and instill our values with Torah. Check it out at transformativeduff.com and across social media at Rabbi Daniel Friedman.